Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today's co-host, Sebastian. Hello, hello. You know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and especially Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, this podcast, we want to kind of discuss, um, we're definitely going to be jumping into some Ogden Mustangs hockey and the showcase series, because I know we covered just the, just the first game in the series on Tuesday. But before we do, we wanted to talk about the National Women's Hockey League being canceled for the season. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate. You know, I think they were just generating the buzz. They were they were just about to go on national TV. Uh, you know, things were looking up for them, and then their quote unquote bubble. It just you know it, it popped, and I mean it's 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 unfortunate, but at the same time, I, I kind of get it. I mean, they can't be like in the NHL. They can't be in the bubble. They don't have all these sponsors. You know, they don't have chefs sending meals to their rooms. They don't have the teams paying for all these things. You know, the women really you know had to take time off work had to pay for their own meals and you know I, I honestly think they probably had to pay for their own hotel rooms while they're there as much as like no I'm not 100% sure on that but you know the way that kind of everything kind of went that kind of seems what it's like and I mean they had to go out they had to do these things and it's unfortunate I mean COVID just kind of killed their season yeah and I I, I feel bad for the athletes really really I mean us as fans yeah we're disappointed but these athletes set this time aside they took the time off and the Isabel Cup won't be raised so it's after a season where it got canceled just before the cup was raised last year and now had to have it canceled again right before. And that's, a, I think, even a more heartbreaking part. It was canceled again just before the playoffs started and before they were finally going to air on NBCSN. They're not going to get that exposure. We didn't get to see those games. It's it's really disappointing. I, I mean, I think you and I and Steve were really excited, even though the fantasy draft for us was done we were excited to see our teams move forward see the athletes we got to know a little better compete and and actually finally see the cup get raised on on national tv and it didn't happen and it's i think it's probably pretty heartbreaking for the athletes as much as it's tough for us fans it's more heartbreaking for the athletes that put all that time and money in yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Is they put the time and money, and I think they kind of saw it as, uh, you know, once you're on NBC, you're opening up the market. You know, maybe you're getting a few more sponsorships and all that. And I mean, but they need to find some kind of partnership that will really start bringing in, you know, sponsorship dollars and all that. And it really, I mean, if I think if they would have been able to actually have a closed bubble where, you know, all these athletes were able to get food provided to them, you know, they were stuck in their hotel room, kind of like how the NHL did it. I think this would have been successful, but unfortunately, you know, they just didn't have the means. And I mean, you can't you can't blame them for having to go out and get you know the food and all that those things they needed or go out to get exercise or whatever it was and it's just unfortunate how, how it had to end yeah i feel like it's probably a very limited staff with the nwhl as well because it's again not a large league and i believe that uh, i feel like someone like me could contribute a lot seriously <laughs> making my pitch again I could contribute a lot to a league like this and really try to find a way to make it more successful and expand in it. I don't know. I just, I'm really disappointed by the way the season ended. Yeah. 
I don't know where else to go with that. Uh, I know COVID's affecting a lot. And if, look at the way it's affecting the National Hockey League right now. They, they're not bubbling their teams. The teams aren't being bubbled, and it's affecting a lot of NHL games. Yeah, I mean, it's that's just disappointing how they're doing it. I mean, it's almost like and, and they're just putting people in, in COVID protocol, right? They're not coming out and saying, you know, uh, I want to say a player's name. I don't want to start any rumors or whatever. But, you know, uh, Billy Johnson from the whatever team, you know, had tested positive. He's now in quarantine or whatever. They're just saying, you know, he's in protocol does that mean he came in contact does that mean someone else on the team has it unfortunately how it is buffalo their their head coach he just came they just came out and said that he tested positive so then it's like okay well now that entire team's kind of screwed because you as a head coach as, as any coach you're in close contact with players all the time having conversations you know coaching whatever it has to be you're just you're in their bubble basically the entire time they're in the rink and it's just it's just unfortunate just, to me it's just they're not it's it's they did such a good job in the bubble and now that they're out and i get it's it's you gotta get you know you gotta make a bubble for every single team it's harder i get it don't get me wrong i'm not saying the nhl didn't try but to me i, I just don't think they tried hard enough if they really want to finish the season yeah i agree i think right now there's way too many things affecting the national hockey league season the amount of players and staff getting getting covid from it that if i don't feel if they handle it a little bit more better than they're handling it that i don't know if we see an end of a season right now I can think we, that can we talk about the fans that are in some of these buildings too? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I get it. It's, you got to make money, but at the same time, is you're making money off your TV deals. You know, people are paying to get the NHL package or whatever it is. You're making money. Don't get me wrong. You're you're not making nearly as much money as you usually are. But you know what? You're a billion dollar company. You can take a little bit of a loss where you're still making a bit of money to successfully push this season through to, you know, get to the playoffs. You're still selling merch. You're still selling all these things. Heck, I just yep. bought an Ottawa Senators sweater the other day because, I, you know, the new logo came out and all that. I just I just contributed to them. No, I can't buy tickets to go to the game this year, but I still just did something. So it's kind yep. of like you're making money. So, you know what? Maybe shut these fans out for a little bit. You can't afford the risk. No, and I, I'm totally down with that as well. I just don't think some of these places right now just are allowing a lot of fans and thousands of fans, in fact, to certain games. And it's 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 going to backfire, and it's showing right now. It's backfiring, and I just don't think it's worth the risk to the fans, the staff, the players, their families, their friends, anyone they come into contact with at the grocery store. It's not worth it. They just got to figure out a better way of handling this and Whatever they're doing right now is not working. Well, yeah, let's just let's even just think about. It. Let's just say I know the last. Let's say the Dallas Stars. They started off the season with a bit of a problem. So they've got let's say with staff and players. Let's say sixty, just as a round number. We have they have sixty players, staff that are affecting. Now you're affecting their entire families, their kids, their wives, their you know their their parents, their grandparents, whatever. You're affecting that entire their bubble. So you're basically taking one infected player and then sticking into hundreds of bubbles and infecting those hundreds of bubbles so to me it's kind of like they just need to ring things in and say you know what even if they got to take a quick pause you know we're gonna take a three-week pause it sucks i love watching hockey right now but if they gotta take a pause to reset things i think this is the time to do it so you can make the make it to the playoffs absolutely and, and especially since the the vaccination starting to get out there it might just be worth pausing it not getting all these people sick prior to getting the uh shot or shots and I don't know. They just got to figure something out. It's it's not working as it stands right now. But on a more positive note, the AHL is in its opening weekend and hoping that they can keep their players and staff safe as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we had, a, as you know, we were discussing before, we've got a couple teams who kind of haven't been able to start due to government restrictions. Um, and I get it. I mean, governments have to take care of their, their province, their, their state, their country, whatever, whatever it is. But at the same time, 
I think that this has been an ongoing thing for a long time, and I really wish they would kind of get it on track. Just for, you know, the, the mental health of those players. I mean, I can't speak of any other team, but I know the Auto Centers, Bloomington Centers players are in Canada right now. They're practicing at a local rink just down the street from me. And these guys are just stuck in Canada, Ontario. They can't go out anywhere. They can't do anything. I, to me, it's just kind of like I, I really wish they would get something going for the mental health of these kids alone. Uh, but at the same time, just to kind of, you know, for me, I know when I sit down and watch hockey, uh, you know, my mental health is better. I'm having a great time watching hockey. They just need to do it safely. And I, and I think the, the AHL can learn from the NHL. And I just really wish that they would let them, you know, take off and fly now. I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm happy that the AHL's back. Right now, anyone listening, the AHL is having its free weekend. So you don't have to actually pay for AHL TV this weekend. But if you do choose to pay for AHL TV, I think it's, I think the reduced rate is only 45 bucks this year for the season. That, that's not that's, bad at all. That's good. I mean, I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm enjoying the free hockey right now, but I'll probably pay for it on Monday after, you know, because it's good. It's good through Monday. So if you want to see any games beyond Monday, you're going to have to pay for the, the package. And I think 45 bucks to throw at the HL. I get to watch their games, like, give them some money during this season where they're not bringing in a lot of fans or if any, because uh, every game I've watched are in small arenas this year. They're not playing in the regular. They're, they're not playing in the regular arenas. They're playing in arenas that you're going to see on uh, hockey TV. They're playing in Ogden Mustangs level arenas. They're they're not playing in the, you know, their 13,000 seat arenas this year or 14,000 or 15, however big some of the AHL arenas are. They're playing in 2,000 seat arenas. That's where the AHL is playing this year, and I think that's actually really smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. It, it definitely is smart. I mean, you're, you're you know you're kind of shrinking the bubble that you need to keep for the players. I think it kind of sucks. You know, you're not you don't have all the things you'd have in your home arena. But at the same time, I think the players are happy just to be playing on the ice. And I think that the HL is doing a great job with that. I mean, you know, you're telling the guys, hey, maybe you don't have the hot tub or whatever else that usually you have in in your facility. But hey, at least you get to play hockey. And I think these guys are more than happy just to play hockey right now. Yeah, I think whatever level you play, I think right now, if, if you can just be on the ice, that is the, you know what, I'll take it. And, yeah, tr- uh, trust me, as a, as a coach who's been just staring out my window waiting for someone to tell me I can go out and play, uh, <laughs> I can feel for them that, you know, get, just getting back on the ice, we don't care how we do it, just, just let us do it. Yeah, and I think right now, if I want to hit the ice back up, I know there's a lot of pond hockey things up here in Utah, and I keep seeing things like, hey, we might need a goalie, but I'm like, sometimes if, if I don't know, like if it's not a team I'm playing with and people I'm familiar with, usually when you're just a goalie with a bunch of random people, they're just taking their pop shots at you, and it's like, eh. As a goalie, it's just not much. It's not. It's not as much fun playing with people who don't really care about your health for the rest of the year, taking their best shots at you. So I wish I could get back on the ice again, but I'm not doing it as a goalie at, at not this time. I want to be with the team. Speaking of other things happening here in Utah, because we do have hockey, and the Ogden Mustangs were able to play in the showcase series. So let's talk about Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays games. Just uh, before actually, we just before we jump in, do you mind if I just talk about how white hot these Ogden Mustangs are? Oh, go for it. They they I, I saw this tweet and I think so this so the tweet said um, that Friday feeling when you're the number five team in the country. So first of all, congratulations. Uh, since November first, and this is before the weekend, so obviously this was pop. This was on Friday. So any games that happen during the weekend, you know, don't go on this record. But they're twenty one six zero and two since November first. That is absolute fire. I mean, as a coaching staff, as a team as fans, as ownership, as whatever. I mean, you've got to be fired up about how the last, you know, 30 games, 20, 29 games have been. I mean, good for them, and let's hope they keep it going. You know what? I'm just going to say it. We are probably the good luck. The Ogden <laughs> Mustangs. We talk about them a lot. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, 
I, I want to say I have now I have to go back and see what the first game we actually started talking about them with. I know I brought them up on the first ever podcast that we recorded on like October 13th, but I don't know if we started talking about their games at that point yet. So now I'm going to have to go back and look to see when we were the, you know, see if we're the good luck charm. But uh, I mean, if we were the luck, good luck charm, I'm still waiting on my sweater and polo. But since you're probably not <laughs> actually sending that, uh, I'll take a championship ring. Don't worry about it. There you go. We'll take championship rings. We like that. <laughs> but no, so they've actually, like you said, they've been on fire and they've, they were number one or are number one in the mountain division as of the showcase, I think, or no, they were, I think they were one point behind Pueblo entering the, the showcase on Tuesday and they took number one after the Tuesday game. So let's move into the Wednesday game. Cause we talked about Tuesday. They were facing off against the Fresno monsters, the number one team in the Pacific. So we knew this was going to be a good game. And I tell you what, wasn't disappointed with the, how entertaining this game was. So to really start off the game, you had, I'm going to screw this kid's name up, but Knut Lowe, the 20-year-old out of Fort Nelson, British Columbia, and net for Fresno, and Ryan Knight, the 18-year-old San Jose kid uh, in net for Ogden. So moving into the first, Jacob Gagnon, or yeah, so Jacob Gagnon, and I will say Gagnon because Gagnon. I know how it's pronounced. No, I know, yeah, <laughs> but that's how it's pronounced in Canada. And I say Gagnon because I actually had a boss in England who was from California, and his last name was Gagnon. And I'm like, no, it's Gagnon. And he's like, no, it's Gagnon. No. He's like, well, my mother's Canadian. I'm like, well, then it's Gagnon. He's like, no, it's Gagnon. And so hers was, hers was Gagnon and his was Gagnon. <laughs> exactly. Makes sense. Okay, we got it. So Jacob, Gagnon, or Gagnon. I'm going to go with Gagnon because he's Californian. If, if, if it is, in fact, the French way of pronouncing it, which however you pronounce it, we're going to go with that, Jacob. But he is an 18-year-old out of Bakersfield, California, and he makes it one nothing for Fresno. Yeah, and this was just a beauty individual effort by him. Uh, you know, he splits the D, gets a bit of a squeaker, which I'm sure Knight's going to want back. But, you know, his D looked a little lost on the play, but at the end of the day, it's a one nothing game now. I, I do want to mention, though, there was there was a huge, and I, I love this defensive play. I mean, I'm sure the coaches loved it as well. Uh, right near the end of this first, Fresno came in on a kind of a, just kind of, you know, a three-on-three little play. The pass, uh, one of the players tried to make a pass across to his winger coming across. So the center who made the pass got rocked right as soon as he made that pass. And the guy, and then the winger who received the pass got rocked by Ogden again. So it was a quick double whammy by Ogden. And I think it really set the tone for how they were going to play. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. There were some great hits in this game. There was just, this was a great game. Number one versus number one here. Number one in the Pacific versus number one in the mountain. You knew you were getting a good game. And, you know, we move into the second period and another name I'm going to destroy here. Maybe you can, Go for it here because he is Canadian. Is it Baumy? Jackson Baumy? I think it's Baumy, yeah. Baumy, okay. So Jackson Baumy, the 19-year-old Canadian kid, makes it 2 nothing. You know, this is just a, it was a, it was a booty pass followed up by a strong finish. Uh, to me, that's just a great team play. It was a gorgeous goal, great play. And then a name you're going to hear a lot on this podcast, if you haven't heard it a lot already, Ogden Mustangs player, 19-year-old, out of Boise, Idaho, Seth Jones, makes yeah. it 1-2. to two. Um, and I think besides Seth Jones' name, you'd have a little fire emoji because this kid has been on fire. Uh, this was just a great work in the Ozone by the Ogden fellows. Put pucks in the net and you get paid, and that's exactly what Seth Jones did. He's, he's a hardworking player, and yes, when you say he's on fire, he's on fire. Because surprise, next goal ties up the game, Seth Jones. Yeah, uh, again, you know, this is this was a nice uh, tic-tac-toe play. And uh, Seth Jones, just being on fire, has the hot stick, hit him the stick back of the net. And, uh, you know, you know, Ogden's looking for him because he's, he's he's on fire. When you got a when you got a kid playing this hot, 
he's gonna he's gonna be on the ice a lot more, and the other team's gonna notice. But the other team did notice him score a couple times, so they wanted one back. So Mikhail Gavrilenko, the 19-year-old out of Kazakhstan or Astana, Kazakhstan, makes it three to two. Yeah, this was just a great uh, this is just great puck movement on a power play with this a nice tip up front. Um, this is exactly what you want to do, right? You put the screen in front of the goalie, you put you put the trap in front of the net, and you just fire the puck in. Uh, that was just a textbook power play goal. And I might be crazy here, but didn't the city of Astana change its name recently? Oh, geez, you're going to ask me a question I'm not know here. <laughs> you can't put me on the spot here. I, I'm going to have to look here because I'm convinced <laughs> the city changed its name. Regardless, he's from Kazakhstan. And so moving on, Fresno wants to put Ogden down two more goals again, and they do. So Anton Svensson, the 20-year-old out of Jankaping, Sweden, puts Fresno back up 4-2. to two. Yeah, and this is just a bad turnover leading the you know the puck to the back of your own net. I think the Ogden defense is going to want that one back, you know, maybe make a different play. But at the end of the day, you know, mistakes do happen, and this time, unfortunately, just end up in the back of your net. Yeah, it did, and that kind of wrapped it up. We move into the third period, and Fresno's keeping Ogden out of it until about just under five minutes left in the game. Kate Herrera, the 18-year-old American kid, puts Ogden back within one. Yeah, and surprise, surprise with this game, another power play goal. Uh, you know, Ogden just moving their feet in the O-zone. You know, they're staying active, they're moving, they're finding each other, and it pays off and pucking back net on another power play goal. Ogden tried. They really, really did, but they just couldn't get any more pass low. And that was it. Fresno, congratulations on the win. They took down Ogden 4-3 to in a really tight contested game. And I will say, Ryan Knight stopped 20 of 24, but low. Stopped 54 of 57. Ogden was just firing on this kid. Yeah, and I mean, to me, and, and as you'll see when we go into, you know, the, the game against Vegas as well, um, it, I think the key, I think, for what the coaches are probably preaching is who I would be preaching if I was coaching them right now is stay out of the box. Um, if they stay out of the box, that's a completely different game. It's just been, I, I get that the rest have been kind of handing out penalties like candy like it is going there but I mean, you gotta stay disciplined and you gotta stay out of the box i mean you can't you can't win a, you can't win a game when you're down you know a guy the base of the entire game now we move into thursday's game we're not going to go into crazy detail on thursday because we'll we'll explain here very shortly but we're not going to we're not going to focus on this anaheim avalanche game between ogden and anaheim for longer than a minute or so so i will say Anaheim's lone goal came from Mikel Cobo, the 18-year-old uh, Mexican-American out of Mexico City, Mexico. He was the only one that really scored for Anaheim this game, while Ogden had five different people score multiple goals. So not multiple goals, but five different people score during this game. So I will say this game was 7-1. to Ogden just destroyed Anaheim in this game. Or uh, would you say Ogden avalanched the avalanche? Ah, there you go. Uh, comedic relief I, I will, for this podcast. <laughs> I will say the other other Ogden goal scorers uh, were Lucas Washko and Kate Herrera. Uh, they both got two goals. I think they each put one in in the first and the third. So they both had two goal games. And then in the second, you had Tate Jensen, Tucker Thorstad, Arturo Lyon, and Herrera. Or not Herrera, I'm sorry. He's, he didn't score in the second. Uh, he scored in the third. But uh, those were the other three goal scorers in the second for you know Jensen, Thorstad, and Alain. And that was really what I'm going to say about that game. Titan Anderson was in net for Ogden. He stopped 16-17. to 17. I think the all-star in this game uh, was Kalia Hunter, the 21-year-old American, stopping 64 of 71 shots. Have yourself a day. 
right? On again, this is just Ogden unleashing and just terrorizing the other goaltender. But Hunter, man, 64 saves. He gets my shout out for man of the match right there. Cause absolutely, man, that I know what that feels like, and it's that's a lot to handle on for for a goalie. Your legs, everything's burning up. If he took off his chest pad and laid on the ice, uh, I've done that after games like this. So. Big shout out to Clea Hunter for just staying in there for the abuse and really stopping a lot of stopping a lot of potential goals and just keeping this game at seven to one because he was the all star for that uh, for that showdown. Yeah, without him, this game would have been awful. I mean, because oh, he had double digit yeah. goals easily. Well done by Hunter there to keep this game keep this game a good reasonable score compared to what it could have been. Then we move into Friday's game. We're facing off against Vegas again and. Vegas came out firing. Uh, I will say that Knight was in net again for Ogden. And if anyone recognizes Tony Sakura, the ex-Ogden Mustangs goalie from from this season, is now with Las Vegas, was in net for Vegas. Uh, so he's a 20-year-old 20, 20 out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So it was Knight versus Sakura. So Sakura facing off against his old team here. And we move into the first. And I will just say that I think right now Vegas should just rename the team to the South Dakota Thunderbirds because you're going to hear a lot of South Dakota here. And, you know, it's only a short, like, maybe 20-hour drive between, you know, South Dakota and Vegas. So, you know, it's it's like home home territory for apparently the South Dakota guys here. But, yeah, because here you got, you know, Sakura being from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And the first goal scorer of the game, Braden Husby, 19-year-old from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, makes it one nothing. Yeah, and this was just a pretty passing play. I mean, Knight had absolutely no chance on this. No, not none whatsoever. So just great goal there by Husby. And then Trey Ponto, the 20-year-old from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, makes it 2 nothing. Yeah, and again, like we just talked about, this is a power play goal. So this is a beauty backdoor pass. Uh, it looked like it went off the skate. You know, people were the Ogden was kind of looking for a kicking goal, but it just looked kind of just bounced off a skate. But again, if, if Ogden doesn't want that to happen, they just got to stay disciplined. Sometimes you just have those things happen during games, but uh, it is what it is. But that was really it for the first period. Moving into the second period, this guy none of us has probably ever heard of at this point, Seth Jones, buries a goal, and Ogden's back within one. Yeah, I mean, this is Seth Jones' fifth goal of the week already. And uh, it's just a nice, just a pretty backhander over the glove. And, I mean, Seth Jones, come on, the guy. Yeah, yeah, I give the goals a little bit of a chance. A little bit, right? But Kate Herrera then gets the tying goal, 2-2. Two to two. Yeah, that's a bit of a scramble play off the draw with a with a nice heads up pass and just a beauty shot to bury it. Yeah, it was it was a gorgeous, gorgeous set of pass, gorgeous goal. This was a fun one to watch. I like that one. Period. The second period was crazy. So this the goals just keep coming. Keith Skenkel, the nineteen year old from Brandon, South Dakota, puts Vegas back up by one. Yeah, and this is just again that they put pucks in that get paid, you know, find the rebound, bury it. I mean, this is the kind of goals that coaches love to see. I mean, you're you're asking your guys to put traffic in front of the goalie, and that's what they did. And you no, know, it's an easy rebound goal. Yeah, and then Schmackov ties the game back up, the nineteen year old out of Moscow. Yeah, and again, this is just traffic to the net, right? Take the goalie's eyes away. And I mean, when you got a shot like that, absolutely let it rip. And then again, that Seth Jones kid puts Ogden up four to three. Yeah, I mean Seth Jones, aka the fire emoji. Uh, with his, uh, I think they said this was his second or his third two goal game of the week. Um, just, just have yourself a weekend. 
<laughs> it was just and they are they get the whole weekend off i don't think they play again till friday uh and i think they're back in northern colorado for four games i think they got a game on friday saturday sunday and monday i don't think they're allowing fans in the arena in north Co- northern colorado too so i think they're actually playing i think monday's game is like 9 a.m i will just say the third period i'm just gonna say goals are scored uh herrera uh seth jones again and 18 year old out of fremont california jake Muir. uh they they put another few past the Cora. It just, at that point, it seemed like Vegas had nothing in them for that third period. And Sakura was left out to dry a bunch. I think even on that seventh goal by Jake, it was just one of those things where I, I could see it in Sakura's body language. When you, when you put your, like your glove and your blocker in the air, like, come on, <laughs> like your, your team has just disappeared in front of you. It was a great game for two periods. The third period, you know, I felt for Tony on that one. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm sorry, Ogden, if I'm giving away your game plan, but uh, Colorado, uh, watch out for Seth Jones. I think he's the special ingredient they're using. Oh, I think they definitely know Seth Jones. <laughs> so <laughs> are, yeah, they're definitely going to be – no one's going to underestimate him coming into that uh, weekend series there. But Ryan Knight had 29 of 32, and Sakura had 39 of 46. Again, the Ogden Mustangs just lighting up the away goaltender. Just every game this uh, showcase. So really, really well done, Ogden, for just coming out of this week. He said fifth in the country. And it's yeah. a big – it's a big – the USPHL is huge. If anyone doesn't understand how big the USPHL is, just go to their website. <laughs> it's to be fifth in the country is absolutely insane. And I know they didn't start off the season very well. But again, uh, lots of changes in Ogden this year. And with COVID occurring and a lot of different changes coming in last second with different things happening, uh, the team had had to find a way to mesh. And they did. And look at them now. And they are on fire. And we're loving every minute of it here. Uh, I've had people reach out to me, multiple people. Uh, even my father-in-law has reached out and said, man, I'm a fan of Ogden right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're, there's a lot of people reaching out to me right now saying, I didn't know about this team until you talked about them, man. Yeah, I, I like watching them right now. So, you know, hopefully I get a lot of spotlight on some of these players and maybe they can get to, uh, you know, some NCAA teams, some D1 teams, some uh, USHL action. And uh, that's the ultimate goal of this USPHL league is to, advance these players to something higher Uh, there might be some of these players that uh won't be with ogden next year because they've been noticed and uh that's that's the ultimate goal and so future congratulations to any player that goes to that next level up you know it'll be awesome to see how these how these players advance beyond this season so congratulations to ogden anything else we want to cover before we wrap this up no i think i mean like just talking about ogden just real quick i think that you know the way they're they're going right now it it speaks volumes to the dedication that you know both players and staff are putting in right now and i mean I mean, they're clicking, and you know, congratulations, and I can't wait to see you know how the season wraps up for them. Yeah, same here. I'm really, really, really excited for those final two games of the season that I actually get to attend. I've got my tickets. Me and my buddy Nick are going. We're we're going to be in the Rowdy Road, typical seats. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got to face off four games against Northern Colorado, and I think they got a couple games against uh, Utah. There's a lot of games happening between now and then. Congratulations, Ogden, on what's been just an awesome awesome season so far and we're excited to keep talking about y'all all All right well yeah we do want to thank everyone for tuning in again this is chris and sebastian of pigeonhole hockey have a great day and we'll catch you next time